Good morning. My name is Dana, and this is my husband, Chip, and we're here this morning to testify of God's restoration, power, and grace in our lives. The immeasurable mercy I've personally received in Christ is unfathomable to me. It goes to prove that you truly cannot go too far away to be removed from God's love. God relentlessly pursued me into the deepest, darkest bondage of sin and rejoiced over me as the prodigal's father did when I returned back and received his love and forgiveness. My testimony is God's testimony. The rescue mission he made on my life has changed the course of my future and the life of my family. I've been a believer in Christ since I was seven and baptized at 13. I was raised in church and I knew the foundational facts of Christianity. Chip and I were married young and we started our family right away. From the time I was a young woman, I battled with temptation and sin. I yo-yoed back and forth for two years between living as a Christian and living as someone entrenched in sin. 2 Timothy 3.6 talks about gullible women loaded down with sins and being led away by their sinful desires. That was me. I feel in my heart a strong desire to ask forgiveness from all of you, my church family. For the years, I participated in ministry while living in sin. I knew what I was doing, and I felt the whole time that I was, as Joshua 7 speaks about, the sin in the camp. Before God rescued me, my old dead self was a liar. She was self-destructive and deceitful. She was an alcoholic for five years. She was the worst kind of hypocrite. Each and every Sunday, making sure she was in her Sunday best, singing with the other saints, and attending Bible studies for years. She was an adulteress many times. She was impulsive, selfish, and conniving. Her sin seemed to know no bounds. Just as every good victorious story goes, there was a breaking point and a moment when I felt like Christ came crashing through the clouds to save me from my sin. Two years ago, I prayed a quiet plea, just an arrow shot prayer. God, get me out. I can't do it myself. I didn't have any idea what that looked like and if my life would be preserved. I just knew that I was buried and locked up in chains. I needed help, and I couldn't do it on my own. But there is a God in heaven, and he heard me. The night my husband confronted me with my infidelity, everything began to change. I grew up in a good Christian home, and I was active serving the Lord from a very early age. In my early 20s, as we started our family, I was involved in nearly every aspect of our local church. As our family grew, we became distracted by a great many things. The kids became active in school and sports. My work life changed. Dana began working. Without really noticing it, looking back, I was embroiled in two willful sins. I stopped going to church, forsaking the assembly, and I didn't put God first in our finances. During the summer of 2014, God got through to me. In a quiet moment, I recognized I was being a lousy father and husband. I was sending my family to church without me most Sundays, and that the obedience to God was the best example I could set for them. In a few short weeks, God stepped in. He got me into church and used Pastor Jim to address my sins in not obeying God regarding giving and not trusting in God. I asked for forgiveness from God, and suddenly I was in church with my family. 
We begin tithing that week out of obedience because God told us to, out of an expression for trust that God would balance his accountant's books. My part was to obey, trust, and wait. At the same time, God was doing this in my life, and I was suddenly almost strong-armed by God into repentance and obedience. Things were very bad between Dana and I. There was less peace than ever before in our house. To my surprise, she wasn't, le- wasn't overly happy that I was back in church, and it started to seem like, from the marital peace perspective, it might be better if I wasn't in church. I loved Dana, but nothing seemed to improve things between us. One Sunday, a few weeks after I started attending church and trusting God with our finances, Jim was doing a responsive, reflective reading. He asked us what the desires of our heart were, and then to give them to God in prayer. I asked God to help Dana love me as much as I loved her. That afternoon, I stumbled onto something odd in Dana's social media. It made me suspicious, and as I found out more and more, it was clear there was far more wrong than I knew. I had a very difficult night that evening, not knowing for sure, not wanting to believe, not knowing what to do. I clung to be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving let your requests be known to God. In the morning, God laid on my heart to call Pastor Tom Olson. Tom told me that in accordance with Matthew 18, I needed to confront Dana with this sin. I would like to say that full of faith and power, I joyfully complied with that direction. But that's not how it happened. I obeyed, but barely. That night when Dana and the kids came home from festival practice, I banished the kids to the room and asked Dana to sit down on the couch. I asked God to help me love Dana as much as Christ loved the church. Chip approached me with such love amidst his hurt. He told me that he chose us. He wanted us to stay together, and he hoped that I would choose the same. I wanted this fresh start at life. I wanted my husband and children included in that new life. I had believed a lie that if I was honest and came forward about my secret sins, that I would lose it all and that it was just too much to bear, so I stayed silent until that night. About a month into recovery, which was such a hard, vulnerable time for me, God had pushed me um, about coming clean about past years of sin. I had to walk the painful road of recovery to be healed, and I wanted so badly to be fully healed. Chip had confronted me about the one thing, but there was so much more to tell him. God gave me the strength and courage to come clean and confess. The overwhelming response of love and forgiveness I was met with blew me away. Chip was Jesus to me. He said, you are my wife in whom I am well pleased. I'm not going anywhere. He had supernatural ability, I believe, given to him by God to get us through this. Today I'm filled with such joy to be able to tell you that the new, restored, redeemed me is a complete opposite of that old woman. Christ gave me a new name, and that name is Free. His daughter, friend, justified, holy saint, temple of the Holy Spirit, complete in him, free forever from condemnation, established, anointed, and sealed by God, the salt and light of the world, and the branch of the true vine, God's co-worker, and God's workmanship. God's grace has been everywhere in this. One example that we wanted to close with 
is that when this first happened, Dane and I began doing a Beth Moore Bible study for 40 days. During the time we were doing this Bible study, I was desperate to show Dana my love and to help her feel good about herself. Money was tight. We were giving to God and he was providing, but we were not living in the land of milk and honey. Nonetheless, a couple of ideas came to mind. I took Dana to the mall one night and we found a very beautiful robe, the kind of robe that made our daughters call Dana a princess when she wore it. We couldn't afford the matching slippers that night, but when I got to work the next day, there was a gift card waiting for me that was just enough to cover the slippers plus tax. A few weeks later, Dana was continuing to have up and down days as she and God wrestled about the truth of who she was in him. Another idea came to mind. I bought an inexpensive purity ring from Baker Bookhouse engraved with Matthew 5.8. Blessed are the pure in heart, it says. I conspired with the kids to get Dana to the place I had proposed to her. I got down on one knee, gave her that new ring, and restated my vows from our wedding. As we wrapped up the Beth Moore Bible study, the last day was the story of the prodigal son. It was a familiar story, but God blew us away that day with something new that he had done. When the son returns to the father, Luke writes, the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Even in the little details, God's grace was extravagant. God is great and God is good. But the realization in a moment like that is that God is not just great and good, he is love. His mercy is new and everlasting. God's power and God's grace had overcome evil with good.